Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Snap Out of It Radio Network. Hear all our great shows across the world. Join our community at snapoutofitradionetwork.com. So wake up, stand up, and snap out of it. Empowered Love with author, self-mastery coach, and relationship expert, Melanie Tanya Evans. Take back your power, heal your soul, and set yourself free. Free through Empowered Love. And now your host of Empowered Love, Melanie Tanya Evans. Hi everyone, I'm Mel and welcome to another Empowered Love radio show. And today's show is the monthly question and answer show, which can be a really, really helpful show and to go back through these ones in archive because there's a lot of very common questions that I answer in these shows that you'll find very, very helpful for your empowerment, for your recovery and for getting life and love right. So welcome to all the listeners and please remember that you can mark these shows as a favourite and you're always going to get updates about what the shows are at. And also, too, if you go to my website, which is Evans, and you go to the radio link, you will see all the archives of previous shows, and there's dozens and dozens that can really be a helpful resource for your healing and your empowerment. And, of course, you can listen to these shows over and over again. So today's show... What I'm going to model it on is four different questions that I have and if we've got time we might go through a little bit more. But the first one that I really want to address and this is a constant question and discussion that comes up on the Narcissistic Abuse Recovery page and I really do want to address this. And what it's about, it's about post-traumatic stress disorder and complicated traumatic stress disorder. And first of all, what I'd like to do is give you my take on what they both are and how they differ. Now, most of us know what post-traumatic stress disorder is and what it means is that we've had some sort of trauma in our life and then what happens after that trauma is our brain wiring is not working correctly in as far as the past, the present, the future. Now, normally if we're in a healthy mind state and we're emotionally aligned, we know the difference between the past, the now and the future. Now, what happens when we have post-traumatic stress disorder is the lines get very, very blurred. So what happens is because of a previous trauma, we may have a trigger which may be conscious or unconscious which is then going to bring a past trauma back into our vibration and in our present now we're going to be very very fearful we're going to be agoraphobic anxiety panic attacks etc could get triggered off so that's what's happening it's an actual physiological condition that happens that brings that trauma back into our being so we may be sitting at home on our on our couch and we're reliving something that has happened. So that could come through a trigger or it could be because we've started thinking about it again. We're not healed, we're not resolved on it. 
We haven't got it to a level where we don't have charges on it. And what I mean by that is if we haven't healed anything that's happened to us, if we go to that memory, we're going to start getting anxiety over it. We're going to be reliving the pain over it rather than it being like a memory of a memory. And for people that have done a lot of work on their recovery, you'll know what I mean. You think about it, there's no emotional charge. It's like you're observing it. And that's how you know you've healed it. Now, to me, post-traumatic stress disorder, if we want to just categorize that simple term, that really is to do with something awful that has happened to us. If we were to simplify it, something like a mining accident, something like a car accident, etc. Now, it's the term that's most commonly used. Now, there's complicated traumatic stress disorder. And to me, that is usually much more relevant with the people that listen into this show and also to what I've gone through in my life. Now, complicated traumatic stress disorder is more like a Stockholm complex type issue. And it's very, very interesting if you look up Stockholm complex and get some more understanding on it. So complicated traumatic stress disorder, to me, is more like trauma that's been delivered to you by somebody that you've had an attachment to. An attachment for love, security, survival, hence why Stockholm complex if you're actually kidnapped and you were held hostage, well then you would actually be reliant on the person that took you hostage for your food, for your survival needs. Now complicated traumatic stress disorder to me is much more akin to what happens in a love relationship when you've been traumatized with your parents, if they've traumatized you because you have an attachment to this person. It's not like an innate uh, object outside of yourself that you don't have an attachment to. Now complicated traumatic stress disorder is not so much about one event, it is about a series of events. Now when we're looking at something like domestic violence or a narcissistic abuse uh, relationships, there is a mass of triggers that go on. There is, a, it is an enormous mass of triggers. So it's not like a car accident where the road or cars or things could trigger you off or what seeing a car accident on TV or even going back to the memory of the car accident. This is about your everyday life. So when you're recovering from a traumatic relationship where you have been traumatized, there are a massive triggers because it's about your everyday life. It's the places you've been, the places you went. And also, too, the trauma doesn't have to just be about, well, we went to that particular restaurant and we had an enormous fight and he drove off and left me there, which, of course, is a traumatization. You had to find your own way home. You may not have had a mobile phone with you. You may not have had money, etc., etc. So it's not just about that. It might be that we went to a restaurant together and we had such a lovely time. We were in love. I, I believe that this was the love of my life. So there's also the pain with CTSD of the traumatic memories and also the wonderful memories, in inverted commas, because the trauma attached to that is I believed that this was the love of my life and I believed I was safe and healthy and loved and then this person also delivered all of this trauma with it. So CTSD is a lot, lot more complicated and you can understand why. And for people that have had traumatic disappointment, love relationships, or they've been abandoned, or they believed it was the love of their life, 
CTSD is very, very appropriate. So now the question that I really want to address here now that we've distinguished between what I believe is PTSD and CTSD, what I want to address here is that there is a very, very common consensus amongst contemporary information that PTSD and CTSD are actually incurable, that it causes a damage to your brain wiring that can never be healed completely. And the best that you can do with it is learn how to manage the symptoms and to get healthier. Now, I would really like to dispel that theory. And the reason I feel that I can dispel that theory is because personally, I have lived that that theory is incorrect and I've also seen hundreds of people that I've personally dealt with, worked with, people that have been doing solutions that really, really work, people that are on the Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Program. I have seen consistently that when people access what I believe, and it's only my opinion, what I believe is the right work to heal this, that those symptoms completely go. And in fact, you will end up more empowered, safer and more solid and confident in life than you were way before that traumatic, that, that traumatic or those traumatic experiences even happened. And that I know from intense, intimate, personal experience. So what I would want to, what I want to talk to you about today is what I believe are the true solutions to overcome PTSD and CTSD. Now, a lot of people argue that it is a physiological condition, and that is true, that is true. Medical research will show that there is actual damage to the brain through the trauma. And if we were to argue anything in our life, whether it be cancer, whether it be psoriasis, whether it be a medical condition, and this is my belief, and I'm not the only person on the planet that believes this, that our bodies, our systems are actually created in order to default back to perfect health. Now, what happens is when they're not at that point, we have dis-ease, and dis-ease is an emotional condition. So what happens is when the emotional condition is actually healed, what happens is that the body defaults back to its natural healing, intricate, expert state. It will heal itself every single time if the emotional condition is addressed and healed. Now the problem is with a lot of contemporary therapies, and most definitely they do have their place in certain situations. I don't want to dispel medicine. I really don't. But what often happens is that medicine and contemporary therapies are simply treating the symptoms, but they're not treating the emotional cause. So when you go to a deeper level of healing, you actually get to the emotional cause, which you can then heal it and reset it back to where it needs to be. So this is why I am a huge fan of deeper therapies. I'm a huge fan of working on ourselves vibrationally. And what I mean by that is addressing the emotional issues. So 
Now, I've been through in my life enormous amounts of trauma through different situations and events and that's been my journey and that's been my life. Now, even when I was younger and going to counselling and trying to deal with agoraphobia and trying to do with other things and there was times that I was medicated, etc., and at the best, all I ever got was some relief for the symptoms. But the truth of the matter was, I'd always had fears in life. I'd had fears of confronting, of standing up for myself. I've had fears about feeling safe in life. I had agoraphobia. I didn't like crowds. I didn't feel comfortable in high-pressure situations. In, in other words, I'd always been fearful. Now, it truly is my belief that we're in an energetic system and it's the laws of life. And the laws of life work to a very, very simple formula. Whatever your belief systems, emotional charges, whatever vibration, feelings, beliefs, your body, yourself is made up of is exactly what you attract and create in your life experience. So my belief has been, I've never found this theory to be wrong, that is people that are suffering with complicated traumatic stress disorder symptoms are people that have always had trouble with boundaries, they've had trouble with asserting, they've had trouble with feeling solid and safe in life. And I really do want to put this out there because I'm here to help you heal. That's my purpose. That's my, my passion. And you cannot heal unless you're ready to take responsibility. And by taking responsibility, what we say is we stop being victims. We stop saying, I'm like this because that happened to me or that person did that to me. We need to take responsibility to say, why have I attracted this into my life? What is it that I've needed to heal and how can I heal this? Because you were never meant to be crippled, diminished, or have suffered something in life that is going to take away your life experience. That's not the divine plan here. The divine plan here is for you to get the wake-up call, the reminder, the trauma, the pain, in able to be able to heal what you haven't been able to heal before so that you can come back to your intended state that you were always meant to be and then when you do that, that condition is no longer going to be present. So my experience with CTSD and PTSD, I've had both, my experiences with those is that when I have healed through those situations and taken responsibility and healed within myself, my lack of boundary function, my lack of assertion, my lack of self, then what has happened is that I've grown every single time into a more confident, empowered person in life that's come back from those experiences at an even greater level and really, really understood those things happened as a result of fearful belief systems. We can only experience things in life that we fear and hurt us if we've still got things that we need to clean up within ourselves. So how do we do that? Well, we go much deeper than just looking at the symptoms and being a victim. Absolutely we do. And this is so much about what my work's about. It's about what the Narcissistic Abuse Recovery page on Facebook is about. It's about what the resources are about. Now, I love body work. 
I love body work. This is cellular. This is a cellular, cellular thing. It's cellular in your mind. It's cellular in the cells of your body. And that's why it feels so painful. And that's why we have anxiety. And that's why we have panic attacks. And that's why we feel agoraphobic. Because we've got all of this fear and our pain in our body that has got nowhere to go. Now, you can't beat that through cognitive therapy only. You cannot beat it. The best you're going to be able to do is manage the, the symptoms to some sort of level. But that is going the long way round, and it has very, very limited results. And that's been my experience and the experience I've had with dealing with other people that have been trying to deal with the symptoms for years and decades and really living out that belief, there's no cure for this, the best I can do is learn to manage it. So when we go deeper, we seek things that are going to actually work on our cellular body. And we need to change our belief systems. So what happens is, is if we've got a belief system, I'm unsafe in life, this could happen to me again, I'm reliving the trauma of what happened to me, well then we're going to be a mess. Now how are we going to change those belief systems? What we would love to have happen is that things from the outside are going to come in to meet us in life and change it for us. We're all of a sudden going to get these really safe, stable things in our life that are going to be fantastic and then we can renew our faith. That's not how it works. Life doesn't work like that. Life doesn't work from the outside in. It works from the inside out. So we have to work on our cellular belief systems on the inside because then when we change them and we heal them on the inside, then life is going to reproduce on the outside and match for our inside. That's the only way it works. So how this works is accessing things like cellular healing at a herbal level. I love kinesiology. You know, I love quantum freedom healing. I love anything that is going to work on your deep cellular self. Getting massages is a very, very, very powerful way for your body to get nurtured and feel safe and grounded again. So this is all about body, 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 what's going on in the cells of your body. Now what's really, really interesting is we've all been brought up to believe that if I can just get my thinking right, my body is going to follow. Now that is a back-to-front approach. All of us know we all know what we want to think. We all know that we don't want the obsessive, painful, repeat traumatization going over and over the same thing a thousand times in our head. We all know we don't want to do that. But why are we doing that? Why can't we stop doing that? Everybody knows how they should be thinking and want to think. But if you're traumatized and you're dealing with PTSD or CTSD, it is virtually impossible to do that. Because what's happening is you have a peptide addiction running through the cells of your body that has been manufactured off fearful peptides that the cells of your body are literally addicted to. Now what happens if you're not doing a traumatized thought and creating more trauma peptides in your body, the cells in your body are holding back a bit of that trauma peptide. They release it out in your bloodstream. It goes up to your brain and signals your brain to start thinking about the trauma again. Your body is literally addicted to the trauma and the charge of the trauma. Now that may sound unbelievable to you, but I promise you that physiologically that is the truth. So what needs to happen is you need to access healing on the cells of your body 
because once you can have that trauma released cellularly, vibrationally out of your body, and I'm not talking about sticking a physical syringe in there and sucking it out. That's not what it's about. It's about going through processes vibrationally. It is very spiritual. A lot of people could say it's even psychic, okay? But there are kinesiologists, there are, well, I'm the only quantum freedom healing person on the planet, but those processes, quantum freedom healing, kinesiology, literally vibrationally through intent, and I am a psychic spiritual healer, by getting into the cells of your body, and all of that through the Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Program in 10 powerful healings in there, it actually gets it vibrationally out of your cells. Now, your cells change when that happens. And how do you know when they change? Because what happens is, if you are working on a particular trauma, you remember it, you go back to it, it charges you, you feel it, you feel the pain. And what's happening is when you think of it, your body is screaming out for more of that peptide, you create more of it in your hypothalamus, more of the trauma peptide runs through your body, it hits your cells and it hurts. And it's a hardwired cycle that your body is literally addicted to. Now, when you get the vibrational shifts on it, whether it be through a good homeopathist who can put you under great homeopathic remedies to release it out of your body, whether you're doing that herbally, whether you're doing it through kinesiology or quantum freedom healing, which are very fast-track ways to get it out of your body, literally immediate. What will happen is you'll go back to the memory of that trauma and you'll think about it and there'll be no charge on it. There's no pain. So what's effectively happened is once it's released, that hardwire circuit of that addicted trauma cycle no longer exists. So then what happens is there's no need to think about it because it's just whatever. That doesn't bother me anymore. I can look at that. I've got no charge on it, therefore no addiction on it, therefore no peptides going up to my brain signaling me to think about it again. It's just released. So this is why PTSD, CTSD is totally curable. Totally curable. But you know, for people out there that haven't actually gone through these processes and done them, at this point you can only take my word for it. You can also only take my word for the testimonies that I have on it and how people have increased and changed their life very, very quickly and broken this cycle. Or of course you can try it and say, I've had enough of this, I don't want to live like this anymore, I'm willing to try anything. I know my first time I ever went for kinesiology, and I'd always been a head person. In fact, I I couldn't even get my head around body work. Like it just, I'd always been a really logical person living in my head. The first time I went for kinesiology, I was so broken and in so much emotional agony that had manifested physically horrifically, I was willing to try anything. I'd had it recommended to me. I had it thrust under my nose. And I said, you know what? I'm going to give this a go. The relief I experienced after one session was astounding. And for the first time in a long time, this was years ago, I actually had hope that I was going to recover. Before then, I really had no idea how I was going to. I knew what I had to do to recover, but I didn't realize 
how incredibly powerful the body work was and what a difference it would make. For the first time, I could walk around and think I was not having a complete psychotic breakdown. I had relief. So I became a fan. I ended up being a kinesiologist. I trained and studied to become a kinesiologist, then did theta healing, and then incorporated my own brand of healing, which is corner freedom healing, which is theta, past life release, and kinesiology combined. And that's what I do, which works on people's deep cellular levels. So... I really hope that information helps you and gives you some hope. Please, if you, the, the CTSD I had was off the roof. I was told I would never recover, that I needed three years rest and that I would need three antipsychotics in order to be able to function at any sort of capacity. My adrenal system was shot to pieces and I was minute to minute psychotically suicidal. So... I haven't met many people who were as far down the bottom with CTSD as what I was. Now, if I could come back from that and be happier and more powerful and safer and freer in life than I could ever have imagined in my wildest dreams, unmedicated, I have no treatments, no medication for CTSD or PTSD, this is my life now because I addressed it at the core cellular emotional level and that's when it all changed for me so I hope that gives you a lot of hope I really do okay so the next one that I want to move on to is and this is going to tie in a little bit this is a question from um, a lady who's emailed me her name's Debbie and she wanted to ask a question for this show in regard to the connections between anxiety obsessive compulsive thoughts and codependency and she said is there a link between all of those three, three things now, definitely there is. Definitely there is. And if we were just to address codependency, codependency really is a lack of a solid sense of self. So when we are actually connected to source and we have a solid sense of self, we feel whole. We feel whole and we know that we are the creator from the inside to the outside and we know how to be and feel what it is that we want to receive from life. We're co-creating healthily with life. Now, when we're codependent, which is our normal human state, unfortunately, what happens is that we're looking to the outside and we're saying, I am lacking this thing on the inside. I don't feel it. I don't have it. The outside's responsible for that and I'd like to get it from the outside. So we're actually in an unsafe vibration and our body knows it's unsafe. Our emotional matrix knows how to create. It knows be it, be full, be that thing and then you're going to co-create with life more of that. So it's like a disconnection from source. Now even if you, know, you are into self-development you do a lot of work on yourself, we all know that there are times that we're not going to be completely connected to source. We're not going to be feeling whole. Now... When we're not whole or we are distinctly codependent, what happens then is we start trying to control our life with our thoughts. Rather than being and flowing, which is a complete trust in life, I am this vibrationally, I'm in the being and the doing, everything I need is provided for because I am that vibration myself. That's the ideal state. Now when we're not that, what we start to do is we start to control our life and we start to compulsively think about things. 
Now that can even be crisis consciousness. It's really quite interesting. I've worked on a lot of obsessive compulsive people with quantum freedom healing and they've actually had past life matrices of crisis consciousness. I used to have crisis consciousness horrifically. And what crisis consciousness is, is, oh my God, I better do this, I better do that, and if I don't do this, my whole world's going to cave in on me. Now, if we were to look at past life incarnations, you could may have possibly lived like that in traumatic crisis times whereby you had to be hypervigilant constantly to protect yourself from danger. Okay, so this is like even a prehistoric or a pre-modern or, you know, even some countries there are people living like that today, having to look over their shoulder for the next bomb or the, you know, having to find their next food source. And if they don't, if they slip up or make a mistake or go in the wrong direction, they may not get back to the camp with the food and everybody might starve. So the human condition really historically has been filled with a lot of crisis consciousness. Now what happens is if we've brought that through with us and we've never healed it and we've never updated it, I know I was. I was the sort of person that couldn't sit still for five minutes without thinking, I should be doing this, I should be doing that. Now if I don't do that, that could go wrong. And if I don't do that, the other could go wrong. And I write a lot about that in my book, Aligning Your Emotions with Your Logic. There's a lot about there in compulsive thinking and over-functioning. And over-functioning is a big part of codependency. So we're not whole, we're not safe, we're not in life, in the being and doing, knowing everything's looked after. And mind you too, if you absolutely have the belief systems, I'm in the flow of being and doing and all of life supports me, so it will be. Whatever you think, believe, know, speak is absolutely what is going to manifest as your truth. So... The more obsessive-compulsive you are, and I promise you, I used to be president of the obsessive-compulsive group. I really was. It was huge for me. If you're obsessive-compulsive, you are trying to control life through your mind. Your life is never controlled through your mind. It's controlled through your knowing, your being. Your mind actually doesn't manifest. Your belief systems, your knowings do. So if your belief systems are that if I have a list of 10 things and I don't finish, I only finish off eight, I'm a failure, um, something's going to go wrong, I'm going to be punished, There's, or it could be tragic. All of these sorts of beliefs are going to throw you into obsessive compulsive behavior. So if you can't sit and be and know that you're safe, you're going to feel obsessive compulsive, which is going, of course, that brings anxiety. So in answer to Debbie's question, Anxiety, obsessive compulsive thoughts, codependency are incredibly, incredibly linked. Yes, they are. And again, the way to work with those, the way to heal those is to cellularly heal the belief systems in your body that is causing that, that is causing that crisis consciousness. Because when you heal that, your mind is going to be way out of a job, which is a really good thing. The less you're thinking, the healthier you are. Because when you just know and you're aligned with things and you're just being, you don't have to continually think about it. You can just get on with the being and the doing and it is an incredible relief to live in life like that. So, and those things, you know, and this is where rather than just trying to treat the symptoms, 
get to the bottom of with a good kinesiologist, with corner freedom healing, with some really good therapies that can actually release those defunct belief systems that are keeping you hooked into that state. That's where the true healing takes place if you access that stuff. Okay, so the next question that we're going to look at is, is it necessary to forgive and why? I do get this question a bit. People are saying, why do I need to forgive? Why do I need to forgive this person? I wrote about this in a lot of detail as well as providing powerful forgiveness processes in my ebook, How to Set Yourself Free from Forgiveness. And you can find it on my website. It's only $15 Australian. And it's a great resource that you can go back to again and again and again when situations and people and things crop up in your life that you're feeling hooked into with resentment and pain. So let me just simplify why we need to forgive. If we don't forgive, we never actually set ourselves free. So what happens is somebody's done something bad to me. If I take it on and I obsess about it, I'm hurt by it, I hang on to it, I actually become that energy. And this is what we need to understand, that when we have an emotion, regardless of who caused it or how they did it or what they did it, as soon as it's our emotion, it's ours. doesn't matter where it came from. So if my emotion is persecution, abuse, disgusting actions, uh, injustice, betrayal, abandonment, I become those things. So what do you think is going to happen in life? That if I walk forward into life with those vibrations, they are mine, they are my emotions, they're nobody else's because I'm feeling them, regardless of how they came to me. If I walk forward into life with those emotions... What I'm going to do is simply attract more of that, more abandonment, more betrayal, more injustice, more abuse. That's why we need to forgive. Forgiveness is about letting it go, being free, taking the gift and the awareness and the growth and raising yourself to a vibration above those things because then you're not going to be re-manifesting, attracting them into your life which again gloriously is giving you the opportunity to transcend your vibration to a higher level. That's why it's happened. That's why you need to forgive. But if you want more about that and you want to understand that at a greater level and you also understand, and this can be motivation for you, when I learned energetic law, it really did give me motivation, is that when you're actually taking on the bad behavior of somebody else and you're feeling and charging off those emotions and claim them as your own, you are actually attracting that person's karmic repercussions to yourself. Now, when you raise up a vibration and you let go, you actually hand the karma back. Okay? Now, you may be motivated for revenge to do that, but at the highest level of unconditional love, it's actually correct because if people are accountable, then they can heal and grow and they can transcend their behavior or at least be given the opportunity to. We know that NPD individuals aren't going to do that. That's okay. But other people who may have done wrongdoing and when you raise your vibration and start aligning with your truth and hand it back, well, then they're going to have the repercussions, the crash, that may give them the opportunity to heal their fear and pain, which has created the injustices, the betrayals, the abandonment, the poor behavior. So it's all correct. So 
have a look at if you want to it's essential it is essential I have had so many people come forward for healing and growth and transformation and if they do not do that there is nothing I can do with them okay everybody is led into releasing and going up that vibration because if you don't you are just calling forth and signing up for more of the same there's no way out of energetic law so yes you do need to forgive totally so have a look at the forgiveness ebook okay how to set yourself free from forgiveness it's in my ebooks it's very inexpensive it's a lifelong resource with the process the actual process that you can do to let go and go up that vibration and you can be doing that for the rest of your life whenever you need to to set yourself free so all of that is there now I've got one more that I'd like to go through which is a lady called Chris who emailed me in regard to a question about that since she'd been a very very young child that she'd always had this yearning and this belief in the one that there was one particular soulmate out there that was going to be her perfect partner and it's been like this search and this feeling I know so many women can feel like this you know I know I used to feel like this that there's the one who's the one who's the one you know is he the one and there's attachment to the one and as Chris so succinctly put you know she's felt that this hasn't felt quite right for her that yeah it's a romantic notion it's really beautiful but she wants to be the one to herself so just to expand on that a little bit you know Chris has it completely completely correct that if we look at energetic law in your experience of life including other people in life there is only you and I'm not saying that from a self-absorbed narcissistic point of view where the narcissist is the center of the universe because the narcissist is doing that in a fearful detached me versus you way so that's I am against the world for what I can mine manipulate or take that's the narcissist version of the center of the universe I'm talking from a law of life center of the universe and the law of life center of the universe and we all are in our experience is that there is only us and what it means is is that what we want to receive in life we have to be it we have to be it so if we want love if we want genuine connection if we want truth if we want authenticity if we want respect if we want a spectacular relationship that is going to be really wonderful for us well then we have to be those things and we have to feel those things we have to vibrate at those things and we have to be those things to ourselves and in life so in regard to this again that's our natural state of codependency and we're all brought up like that we weren't taught this we weren't taught the laws of our life we weren't taught we were creators we were taught to look to the outside to get our needs met that's what we were taught and yes we do have to ask to have our needs met but we also have to be those needs to ourselves and we have to ask in healthy loving ways so the difference is is we do it do we do it from an emptiness do we do it from a yearning and a pain of I don't have this thing because if ever we do that we're not being that thing that we're trying to call forth into our experience so we have to be the fullness of that thing and feel it as a love feel it as a warmth feel it as a connection feel it as a truth and some of the best mantras that you can do is what you want to receive in a relationship is 
I am aligned and being love, truth, respect, commitment, integrity, support, openness, honesty. I am being, you know, because you are going to receive your match from life. So what I believe, if we throw it right out there, I believe every person we meet and have a meaningful experience with is a soulmate. They're going to show you where you're at within yourself every single time. So if you've got distinct, painful, unhealed parts, a soulmate turns up in your experience that is going to deliver you more of that. And lovingly, they're delivering you more of that so that your unconscious, unhealed parts become very, very conscious because they're in your face and they hurt like hell. And that's how you know what's going on within yourself. So we're always meeting soulmates. I believe we're all one, we're all connected, we're all soulmates. We're always meeting ourselves. So there only is us. So to create that grand experience of love that you would like to call a soulmate the one experience, work out what that would be for you. Don't leave it up to life because if you're unclear, how can life be clear? It's a bit like going into a taxi and the taxi driver says, well, where do you want to go to? And you go, I don't know, you should know. That's not how it works. You're the creator. Get clear about what a soulmate, a real, healthy, happy, loving soulmate, call him whatever you want, twin flame soulmate, I don't care. But make up your mind what that would look like to you and start getting clear on the qualities that you would like that to be. Then start vibrating at feeling and being those qualities yourself. Then you're going to get that person in your life. And really look into your experience of love and mop up the fear and the pain you've had. Don't leave it sitting there. Fear and pain are powerful, powerful emotions. And they're powerful belief systems. They're survival belief systems. Originally, the fear and pain in your body was created as a survival mechanism. Survival mechanisms are really, really tricky little blighters. They bog in, they hang on, because they believe, I need to hang on to this to keep you alive. Now, the ego would love you to believe that. The ego is a pain body. The ego loves manufacturing more pain to keep you separated from source. And that's what narcissists are. Massive manifestations of ego that want to pull you out of connection of source with yourself to keep you in trauma and torment. That's a physical manifestation of ego. But we all have an ego and your ego is going to try and convince you, hang on to your fear and pain so that it can protect you from it ever happening again. That's not how the laws of life work and the ego's tricked you into that so it can keep you stuck in manufacturing situations and relationships that are just going to bring you more and more pain. You need to lose your cellular belief systems in regard to fear and pain. You need to work on them and you need to get down to them at a deep cellular level to get rid of them. Because the great thing is when you don't have them and you're vibrating with the exact opposite, which is safety, love, truth, integrity, genuineness, support, honesty, openness, all those wonderful things that you want to experience, when you're actually vibrating at that level, anything that turns up that is not at that level it's going to be really hard for it to turn up in your experience anyway. And then when it does, you're going to feel a repulsion to it because you're on a different vibration. You're not a vibrational match. 
And you will actually be able to observe very, very easily and ask the questions and feel solid enough to check it out. If you start getting what we all do as women, we get those niggly intuitive feelings. Now, if we're not vibrating at a strong, solid, powerful level, we dismiss them, make excuses around them, and we believe what we want to believe. We, want, we, we tend to believe in the illusions. We look at the good. We dismiss the bad. And then the irony is all of those really deep survival programs that we never cleaned up, we're just attracting them in, making excuses for them. And then they blow up in our life to a level where we cannot ignore them. They're so in our face and so traumatic. It's like, oh, my God, how did I get here again because we'd never actually healed them that's how we got there again and what happens with life is is our soul is on a mission to heal us and it wants to heal us so it says okay you didn't get lesson a lesson b i'll make it a little bit tougher okay you didn't get lesson b lesson c let's ramp it up another level okay you're still not getting it all right lesson d let's make this the monster Okay, you didn't get that one. Lesson E, let's make this life and death for you. Because really, if you're not going to get it, you may as well go back up and come down again because you're wasting your time here. I believe that. You know, and I know I got lesson E because I was too stubborn. I wasn't listening. I was too busy, too obsessive compulsive, too worried about everybody else and not worried about myself. And I didn't make the effort or the time to do something about it. I'll get to that, I'll get to that, I'll get to that. I've got it all handled. I know what I'm doing. All of that stuff until it got unbearable. And there was no other option. You know, so when you have this sort of awareness, you know, I wish I'd had, a big part of me wishes I'd had this awareness 20 years before it all happened. You know, that's why the younger people that are getting onto this stuff now have got such an advantage over people that it takes a long time or that never find it. But the great thing is, if you're listening to this show, you are accessing this information. And that means, and you know, you know that it resonates as truth for you if you really feel it. Because it's actually very, very, very simple laws of life. So you can do something about it and you can get onto it. So I hope that's answered the questions. And, you know, in regard to any of these questions, if you'd like to post any comments on Facebook about them or email me direct, you can email me at melanie at melanietoniaevans.com. And I hope that's really, really helped and I can give you any more information that you like. So that's it from me and lots of love and I'll be talking to you next week. Okay, bye-bye.